Welcome to that 80s show and it is, uh, I'm going to do what they used to do on your favorite sitcoms and soapies back in the 80s when one of your favorite characters was missing and say the role of Dory will be played by Barrett, the chart savant. The last we met Barrett a few weeks ago, he came through as the chart savant. Confused me. (laughs) Barrett, explain yourself as the chart savant. Well, I've been listening to music since I was like, or following the charts at least, since I was two, three years old. When I was little, I couldn't fall asleep unless I had the record player playing. And it was not Noddy or Barney. It was literally straight into ABBA, Boney M, Xanadu, Grease, and all those lovely bits of music. So, yeah, that's, I've always had a passion for music, and it continues today. And not only are you the chart savant, you also got like quite a, Nice little black book of 80s style contacts. Ah, yes. (laughs) Well, yeah. So um, for me, as you know, I see everyone is equal. So we all use the same toilet paper in the end. So that's the way (laughs) I see it. (laughs) So um, I don't see that anyone should not be reachable. So if I would like to get in touch or contact someone, I just go ahead and try and find that person. And also, I was working for record label. Um, when I was living in the US, uh, UK, at least, in Israel, for a couple of years. And one of the guys who was working with us in the team for a period of time was best friends with Rick Astley. Oh, as, as you just are. Yeah. I, Imagine I ne- being friends with Rick Astley. Though. Well, I never, I never met Rick, so... Um, well, I mean, best friends are pretty similar, so... Yeah, so I'm B- B- BFF uh, by extension. <laughs> Could we play Seven Degrees of Rick Astley? Because... You worked with Rick Astley's best friend. Yes. And I know you. Yeah. Therefore, I got four degrees to Rick Astley. Absolutely. That's it's fun. not seven, it's four. That's amazing. Yeah. That is really outstanding. And I, just like I said before, um, so reaching out to people, so I contacted Tiffany's manager <laughs> a couple of weeks ago and reached out about potentially having her on the show. And they were like, I'll bear it to tease. No, no, well, I'm not let, <laughs> putting it out there. And let's see, he said I must contact him the end of July. So we'll manifest it out into the world. Exactly. So Tiffany will not be alone anymore. She'll be with us in a few months' time. <laughs> I made a terrible joke when you mentioned something about Rick Astley, and we're having a conversation on email. Like, what would we say to Rick Astley? And I go, well, I'd like to tell him how I'm feeling. That's what I'd say. Now, every week on that 80 show, now listen, everything that you hear on the show today is on that 80 show essay on Facebook. And uh, if you listen to the show before, every week we do have a theme. And this week it's just Barrett's songs. And uh, what a great playlist. We made a sort of pact on that 80 show this year. We want to play a lot of different 80 songs, not the normal. Now that's what I call 80s <laughs> mix, you know, that everyone else does. And Barrett has given us not only a lot of different 80 songs, we're also conscious we don't play a lot of 80s female artists. And it is full up today. Oh, yeah, it actually is. Yeah. All female. It's pretty, I just it's realized all, now. It is all female. It is all yeah. female. So we're going to go through some of Barrett's songs, hear some of his stories. And this savant just keeps throwing the factoids at you. This is That 80 Show. Barrett in the studio with me as we float around in little 80s time capsule. I like to say. So, Barrett, uh, you're going to hit us up with a movie. I believe it's something Dory's done before. Yes. But I guarantee you I forgot it. I'm going to use an 80s term. I think it is. it's an 80s term. It's rad. Oh, um, Kiff. 
<laughs> Just had to put that in there. So, yeah, it's a movie from 1984. was uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, based on the song by Cindy Lauper, and yet she didn't want to have anything to do with the music, the movie at all. So when that you hear the song in the movie, it's not Cindy Lauper. They had some uh, session singers singing it for them. It's basically a... Movie with Sarah Jessica Parker, Jonathan Silverman, Helen Hunt, Shannon Doherty, and a bunch of other people. Those are the main people who we still remember uh, to this day, who are more uh, still relevant to t- in today's uh, Hollywood t- social circles, if you want to speak. And basically, Sarah Jessica Parker's character comes from a little town to Chicago, and she's her parents are put in a Catholic school, and she loves to dance. And the her friend, played by Helen Hunt, is sort of the rebellious one, and convinces her to audition for a dance TV. And the story rolls out into how Zeri Jessica Parker's character wins the show with her boyfriend, played by Lee Montgomery. So, Barrett, I, I do remember Dory recommending this. I've got to tell you something, right? So, Dory recommends fantastic movies outstanding she studied film she knows what she's talking about and i sense you do as well you're a bright guy i'm a moron i like (laughs) to recommend and watch crap Uh, so i would never have watched that i'll tell you what strikes me so of course straight away helen hunt sarah jessica parker and it's actually quite rare that you see an 80s movie with child or younger actors that actually go on and are relevant 30 odd years later but i'm gonna be a bitch right they're full of plastic now like i can't think i see them young but I still see them old. You know what I mean? I suppose. I'm a, I'm a terrible person. So. I no, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't think Helen Hunt is full of plastic. No, she's not. She's she not. looks she looks quite natural. So tell me the Cindy Lauper story. Because that didn't sound like Cindy Lauper at all. No, no. So basically she didn't want to be involved in the movie at all. So she said no. And they bought the rights from the writer. But she didn't want to be involved. So that's how it led to them. Have to having to uh, use session session singers to uh, sing the song. What song was she doing in the eighties? A movie. What movie was she in? What was she in a movie? She wasn't something. I want to say Desperately Seeking Susan. There wasn't. No, that was Madonna. She wasn't something. She, Goonies. Well, she she wasn't Goonies. You're right. Well, she, she sang the theme song for Goonies. Song. She was involved in the movie. I so, think. Yeah, I think she was in. Someone involved. Yeah. Yeah. No, she definitely was in Goonies. Actually. So you know, Dory's never seen Goonies. Never. Something ridiculous. Very rude. So. <laughs> Of, that's a great movie recommendation, by yes. the way. Fantastic, all the eighties things, dancing, ridiculous setups. Well, I mean, like, if you look at it, there's not much choreography to the dancing. It's a lot of uh, like gymnastics flicks and tricks, but there's not much movement. It's still fun, lighthearted, and gets you pumping. So, so of all the eighties movies that you could have chosen, why that one? It was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> There was another one I wanted that's to... Usually, that's usually my nose up, yeah. There was another one, uh, which maybe I used at a different time, potentially, is called Fast Forward. But yes. I couldn't find a, a trailer on and any information, so at, at short notice, because, yeah, Dory couldn't be here. So uh, when you give me a little bit more, uh, you know, notice period next time, uh, potentially, if you have me back, um, then definitely I'll bring up that movie Fast Forward. Barrett, I've seen your reams of notes. <laughs> I fear what will happen if I give you more time. <laughs> so listen, unbeknownst to you, like I, I don't know, that's sort of the thing, we don't know what movies each other is going to recommend, right? Our movies are actually very similar. 
Okay. My movie is also involves teenage girls and also involves a semi-link to a massive 80s pop star. Okay. Oh, very intriguing, Barrett. Very, very intriguing. This is That 80s Show. So that is uh, one of Barrett's recommendations, Sandra. And Sandra, not only Sandra, Barrett is... Or do you prefer to be Sandra? No, no, no. no, Okay. Barrett is not only a chart savant. This guy is an actual... He's like a little bit of an 80s Wikipedia. (laughs) He told me the craziest thing about Sandra that I didn't expect to hear today. Yeah, so uh, you would have heard in that song, there was a male singer singing a couple of notes every now and then. Yeah. And that's her husband and producer, Michael Cretu. And they were basically Enigma, the group Enigma. So if you listen to <laughs> if you listen to Sadness, uh, that first hit of theirs that went to number one, uh, the woman talking, not the chanting, the woman talking is right. Sandra. That's talking. And the guy who was singing on that song, Sandra song now, is who sang Enigma's The Age, uh, the Age of Innocence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a song. Barrett, you're a little bit of an enigma yourself. <laughs> it's very serendipitous. That's amazing. That's yes. amazing factoids on that 80s show, thanks to Barrett, the chart savant enigma. Now, I've got to tell you, Barrett, my movie. Let me tell you something about this movie. I remember when you used to go to the video store. And my video store, you knew movies were in or out when they had little tags. So all the blue tags were VHSs, all the yellow tags were Betamax. And as you walk in, you don't really look for movies. You just look for tags. Where's tags? Where's tags? And then I go to tags and see if that's a movie. Now, of course, you go a little bit later, there's no tags, you know, because all the movies are out. So you start scanning lower and lower and lower and lower down the shelf. I like to pick the movies that were lower, lower down the shelf. Usually rubbish. No one's ever heard of them. Usually B-grade. (laughs) <laughs> now I said to you that our movies are very common in theme. Before I get to that, have you heard about how much I hate John Cusack? No. Hate him? No. How much do you think I hate him? Uh, well, extremely? No. <laughs> I don't think hate is in your wheelhouse. You're a fantastic guy. You're a great guy. You come across very nicely. I cannot stand John Cusack. I can't tell you why. I just can't stand. He seems like he would, like he's very into himself. There's a lot coming from me. Don't you get that impression? You know, to be to be honest, I don't he's remember seeing him lately or mm, for a long time, so I can't comment. So he's I'm not, not even comment. that good an actor, right? Why I talk about John Cusack is because my movie stars his sister, Joan Cusack. John and Joan. John and Joan. Like not twins. Con- not twins, like the Kardashians. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I don't even get, oh, don't get me started on that. We're having, we're having a good show. Bring up the Kardashians. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Joan Cusack's in my movie. She plays one of three friends. Three friends in my movie. And they are college girls about to graduate. And they realize, you know what? We studied so hard on our college. We need to have a great college night. Before we leave, got to get ourselves womanhood ready for the world. So this is what they do. And they're looking for romance. And each one of them goes out in this movie. Got their own little plot line, little plot story. Normal 80s college romp. We've seen it a hundred times. Maybe a million? Oh, maybe a hundred million, you know? <laughs> so wait, does this movie take place over one, in the one period night. of one night? One night. Okay. I actually love movies like that. I love, I, I think there's so much potential in movies that happen like in one day. One night, I love it. This movie was terrible. Why it was interesting to me is because the, Joan Cusack is the one friend. There's another friend whose surname's Pfeiffer, not related to Michelle Pfeiffer, I was really hoping. The, other friend 
is one of my other 80s crushes. I had a huge crush on Alyssa Milano, right? Yep. She was my boss. Now, it wasn't weird. Don't think I'm weird because we were about the same age. So, loved her. And who's the boss? Loved, her, loved Alyssa Milano, my 80s crush. But more recently, I've developed a crush on, she was an 80, she was beautiful in the 80s. And she's still beautiful. Very natural, hasn't Botoxed, gorgeous, right? Developed a huge crush on her. She was the third character in this movie. Pop princess. Her mother was actually the, the filmmaker. She made this movie. Her mother was the, 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 the maker of this movie. The crush I'm talking about is lead singer of the Bangles, Susanna Hoffs. Seen her lately? No. But you can. And I, yeah, I actually have. Yeah, yeah. But you can back up in the 80s. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's in this movie. She's the third friend. Now, I want to show you the movie poster. Now, considering the mother was the filmmaker, had a lot of input and a lot of say on the final artwork of the movie poster. Your daughter is Susanna Hoffs. Beautiful girl. We've all seen 80s movies posters. What do you think of that movie poster, Barrett? Oy vey. <laughs> I'll say oy vey smear. <laughs> hey, right? Yeah. So it is Susanna Hoffs. Now, I'm not complaining yet, but as a parent, I've got an issue here. In a tiny, tiny pink bikini. Now, obviously, the mother knows what she's got. These are stage parents, right? I'm not, not into that. The next... You forget to mention 80s hair. Oh, my word. I mean, Susanna Hoffs had fantastic 80s hair. <laughs> this. All over the place. Oh, my God. That looks like <laughs> early Photoshop. So, Susanna Hoffs, even in this movie, when you Google the name of this movie and image, image search it, there is a scene in the movie where Susanna Hoffs is getting ready for a night, her night out to uh, Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You know how to spell it. In her underwear. Okay. I've got, got a problem with this. Again, but as a parent, I go, why would you? knowingly put your daughter in underwear for five or six minutes in the movie. And now that is the image of the movie, Google image. If you want to search it just for research purposes, the movie is called The All Nighter, starring Susanna Hoffs, Joan Cusack, and a bunch of other friends. Just, you know, just out of interest, you, you need to Google image search that. You know, stay, pause on it. I, I did. I <laughs> Here's some of the reviews of this movie. New York Times. Now that's... Respectable, right? The principals are three bubble-headed women who room together and the film could be accused of sexism if their male counterparts were not equally dumb. Everyone in this movie is dumb. There's the jock, there's the nerd. They're all 80s stereotype losers. Ridiculous. The movie has a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So that means it's an extreme dud. You know what? How I always know a movie is pretty crap is it when you find the whole thing on YouTube. <laughs> no one has bothered to take it down. And not only is it on YouTube once, it's on multiple times. The all-nighter. But you know what? Barrett, do yourself a favor. Just watch through it. There are, and, and, and I've got to say, right, the time they released it, released in 1987. Mm -hmm. Now the Bangles, I mean, you're the chart savant, you would have known. Exactly. 1986 was their breakthrough. Yep. First album, Manic Monday. She, she knew what she wants. She knew what she wants. Walk Like an Egyptian. Yep. They were... Rocks and Susanna Hoffs was just it. And now she's in this movie, it shouldn't miss, but it did. Susanna Hoffs and her mom, nonplussed, they said they didn't do it for the fame, didn't do it to make a good movie, thank God, because they didn't. They just did it for themselves. And you know what? I respect that. So 
out of solidarity for the Hoffs, the Hoff woman, the Hoffs woman. <laughs> the Hoff woman makes me think of David has <laughs> yeah, yeah. weird things going on there. In solidarity, yes. I'm going to watch that scene where Suzanne Hoffs gets dressed. Barrett, are again. you with me? Again. Oh, and again. Okay. And again. Because <laughs> I like Aretha Franklin as well. Okay. We're going to do it in solidarity. What okay. do you think? We're going to wear out that videotape. Okay. And guess what I'm going to do? What? I'm not going to rewind when I return. Okay. I will not be cut. <laughs> <laughs> so those are two great movies, very similar in theme. Yes. And you know what you made me think of just, just a m- moment ago? How much budget they save if a movie takes place in one day because they don't need any other clothing budget. It's just one outfit. See, see that's Barrett, right? <laughs> the movie budget savant. <laughs> this guy's got so many bows. <laughs> Girls just want to have fun and the all-nighter. Very similar in theme. Maybe it's good for a sleepover. Yeah. Two great sleepover movies. Give it a watch after this. We're coming back. We're going to go into Kylie right now, which we're never allowed to do. My God, does Barrett have some Kylie stories for you? Absolutely. This is That 80 Show, and uh, Barrett, thank you for bringing Kylie to the table. I always bring Kylie to the table wherever I go. <laughs> Everyone knows me as Kylie Mad. <laughs> that, I, did, uh, I, did get, I did get told that. Now, you were saying, we're actually having a chat during the song, of going like, when everyone talks Kylie, what comes up? What's the first song that comes up? The Locomotion. Right? And it's so frustrating because she's released, she's had 52 top 40 hits. In that. the UK. Look at that. 52. Huge. And she's still going. Absolutely. New, uh, new album out? Yeah, so her new album, Disco, came out uh, November last year. We had the biggest opening week out of any solo artist. She beat Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift, all of them. She beat them all. Kylie. She's so the queen. Kylie. She's the queen, right? <laughs> and she's nominated, just nominated for a Billboard Music Award. And the Americans normally don't really love her. Yeah. And she's nominated for a Billboard Music Award. That's coming up this in a couple of weeks' time. So you got a story about Kylie and her big breakthrough. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So she was on Everyone Loves Neighbors, and um, I was going to start singing there, but maybe do it, not. Do it, do it, do it. No, 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 no. no. Do it. No, no, you no. Got no. Okay. no, you won't just smile. Anyhow, so she, they were having an end-of-year function. She, uh, you know, she wasn't a plan to start singing necessarily, and they needed someone to just sing a song at the own function. So she said, okay, cool. So she said, got up and sang The Locomotion by Little Eva. Yeah, yeah. She sang that. 50 song, yeah. And then um, I'm, not, I'm not sure – you know, the dynamics in between. Shenanigans. Dario and I call it shenanigans. The shenanigans. The shenanigans. Okay, the shenanigans between that and her meeting Stock Aiken and Waterman. There was a period of time in between, but then she went to London to meet Stock Aiken and Waterman. And what was quite interesting is that they forgot she was coming, so they kept putting her, meet, their, her meeting off. And she was there for a few days, maybe a week, so she went sightseeing, and the last day she was about to fly out to back to Australia. They forgot again she was coming. So Pete Wartman was like, oh, goodness, crap. We have to do something, write something. So they wrote, literally, I should be so lucky. Um, you know, a pun around the song and she should be so lucky that we'll give her a song type thing. And they wrote it in 15 minutes. And then she recorded it, sang it. And then next thing, boom, back to Australia. And there we go. I love stories like that where you got the song. I mean, because I should be so lucky is still out there, right? Yeah. Still going, still going strong. And it was written like that on a whim. Yeah. Like you get these other songs, people, it's their whole life work, writes a song forever, never get anything. Yes, Stock, Aiken, Aitken, Waterman. Aitken, I can never say it right. Stock, Aiken. Aiken, Waterman. And Waterman. And Waterman. Yes, it's an and. He's yeah. an and. Very important <laughs> man. He gets an ampersand. 
<laughs> Who's an ampersand? The A. The A? Anyway. Yep. And uh, writes it so quickly. I love stories like that. Oh, so I've got another story for you. Scott, kind so of stories. When I was uh, working in London, um, one of my colleagues in London, he actually worked with Stock Aiken Waterman during that period of time, just for a short period of time. He was there for about a month or two. And he was telling about me about the goings on and how everything was happening and he, and, and, you know, everything that was going on. And he said, Pete Waterman was actually a nightmare to work for. And I can imagine. So he left and actually Simon Cowell took his place. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, he's, yeah, that's my Stock Aiken Waterman story. I think it's, um, it's so, so apt because I was actually explained to my daughter this morning the concept of better the devil you know. And that sounds like 100%. And that's one of Kylie's songs. <laughs> <laughs> this is that 80s show taking a break from Kylie. We're going to go into some more Kylie. So another thing here about the chart savant enigma that is called Barrett. You have gone to numerous, numerous, numerous concerts. Yep, absolutely. Share. So my parents started me when, when I was very young, around three, four or five. And, you know, back in the day at Sun City, we went to Helen Reddy to see that show and had so have been to so many concerts, about 60 or 70, as I think I already mentioned. Uh, I was on stage at the Boney M concert, so I was about five. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, so about six, seven or eight for that concert. And for the um, encore, all the little kids got to go on stage and sing By the Rivers of Babylon with them. Oh and my, my God. sister and I were on stage singing and swaying. And the woman of Boney M, I think her name, Mershaw Marsha, correct me if I'm wrong with, wrong with the first name. Her yeah, surname, she, she, she'll send it in. She's yeah. listening. Okay, cool. Yeah. Her surname is Barrett, and she's the one who could chick, uh, <laughs> kiss me on the cheek as I went on stage. You've been blessed by Boney M, Boney by M, the rivers absolutely. of Babylon. Absolutely, yes. And so I've been to oh God. All the, so many concerts. And um, Olivia Newton-John, I saw. Oh, my God. Uh, Laura Brannigan, Irene Cara, Modern Talking. Those are the 80s people. Brian Adams has seen a number of times. So focusing on the 80s. Uh, Kylie, though, I've seen her four times, twice in London and twice in at Sun City, Johannesburg, when she, she came through the side. And the ticket says 8 o'clock. She's on, about 10 minutes before 8 o'clock, a DJ starts playing some beats yeah. or whatever, and then there's a countdown. Literally, I think it's 30 seconds before 8 o'clock. There's a countdown, 30, 29, 28, 27, 26. Gets to 8 o'clock, the lights go down. There's no opening act. She's on stage. At the time the ticket says, she performs for two, two and a half hours solid. It's fantastic. And what's amazing about her show, I don't know if you've ever seen her on DVD or anything. Mm. What's amazing about her show, she creates a character. Spectacular. Out of the stage and with the yeah. a story with the dancers and everything. So she comes on, she sings a few songs throughout her repertoire in a theme and an outfit. She goes off, comes back on in a different theme and outfit, six, uh, sings six or seven other songs. And some of the songs she, like... She does, I should be so lucky, jazzy, tapping on mm. a piano. Or, you know, she mixes it up and makes it interesting. And it's outstanding and brilliant to watch. And you sort of like see modern iterations like a Lady Gaga, but she is just like paying homage to Kylie. Yeah, I mean, Kylie started that. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen, I've got all the lot. I'm a bit of a Kylie mad freak as my family friends know. What's the weirdest Kylie thing you, you own? 
Um, no, I've just got all the CDs. I've got a T-shirt. I've okay. got a Kylie T-shirt. I've got all the CDs. Okay. So um, I did have a, a little teacup from the concert in London. So there's only teacups. <laughs> yes. But unfortunately, they got broken. Um, but, you know, I've got all the DVDs and... On all of them, they, you know, they interview the uh, the singers, the yeah. background singers and all the people. And what she does before each concert, about two hours before, she literally goes to every person from the ticket lady to the no lighting ways. person to the tea lady. And she says to each of them and says, have a good show. And thank you for being here. Phenomenal. That's top class pros. Yeah. That's no Ka diva. No diva. That's Absolutely. Kylie. I imagine you could meet Kylie Minogue now. She'd be the most awesome person. Absolutely. I, I know people have met her. And they say she's absolutely so down to earth. It's just she's encapsulating and listens and engages. That's awesome. You know, there's a cool guy like that, Lionel Richie. Okay. Uh, Dory and I used to work for same radio station and we were partners for Lionel Richie. And he came through, same thing, from the first person he encountered right through the building. He was the most phenomenal person. What a gent. Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, everyone uses the same toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> this is that 80 show talking about Barrett and all his concerts and Barrett said there earlier on that uh, Kylie's a pro so it comes on says mm -hmm. 8 o'clock Barrett did you hear how I got caught out by AHA oh tell me tell me tell me so last year 2020 AHA were yeah concert Marks Park beautiful sunset concert ticket says 6 o'clock but I'm so used to idiots like Justin Bieber and those disrespectful little pricks that I go, oh, six o'clock means that they're going to come on seven o'clock. They're all the men, they're all the gents, you know, take time to shuffle up the stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, God damn it. Morton looks fantastic for a 60 year old. So I, I, I'm, I'm an idiot for saying that. So anyway, I go, you know, the crowd's thinning out by the beer tin. Let me go grab a few beers before the concert starts. Off I go and I see the countdown starting. I'm like, oh, whatever. It's going to be a light show, nothing, nothing. Yeah. And then they start. I'm still at the beer, getting beers. Oh, no. Oh, is it? Oh, I can't tell. No. Six o'clock, they started the concert. Guess what they started with? Tell me. Take on me. Who starts with Take on Me in a concert? Your biggest show? Your biggest song? But what, did, what was the encore? Do you remember? Oh, I think it was Sun Only Shines on TV. Okay. Which is a big one. Yeah. Big well, one. they've had quite a lot of hits. But, you know, the thing is for me is that I find that waiting at you because I've always we always used to stand in the middle sit in the middle yeah. all that kind of stuff and then when Tina Turner came I thought I'm going to be that person and literally be there first thing in the morning and we're lucky in South Africa because we can still go early in the morning and still be right up in front in the overseas the US and that they have to actually camp out for a week oh really or over two weeks they have people okay. camping out to be nearer to front of the stage so we're actually very lucky and it's grateful that we are able to have that chair but um, with so I literally stormed right up in the front and Tina Turner was the first one that I was right up front for. And I've decided I'm always going to be that person. And I, I, at concerts, I was listening to people and they're like, oh, they're doing this, they're uh. tweeting about this and they're carrying on and then people get all weird at concerts and they know the set, what they're going to yeah, sing yeah. and the staging. And, I'm like, and they, then they're right in front and they got their cell phones on, trying to get the perfect picture, the perfect video, and they're missing the whole show because yeah. the person is about, yeah, I, hate I that. don't know how many meters in front of them, and yet they must be at home watching on the DVD because they're not- You're watch it through a screen. Exactly. That's, and I'm just enjoying being the moment. And I don't have expectations of what they're going to sing and just enjoy each song that comes up.
So you know what you're actually saying is you excuse me for missing Take On Me because everyone said to me, oh, you idiots, but they you could Google the set list and Take On Me was first and I watched the concert two nights ago when they were in Norway and it's exactly the same. I'm like, well, why, why go then? Exactly. Why go? I'm here for AHA. Exactly. So you know what? Actually, I'm glad I missed Take On Me, actually. Thank you, Barrett, for making me feel it, better. It gave you an AHA moment to not have expectations for future concerts. There yep. we go. Barrett, you are made for the show because not only are you full of factoids, you're full of puns. <laughs> I love a pun on the show. So listen, you've been to a lot of concerts. Yes. Huge names you've seen. I'm jealous of who you've seen. So many. Dream concert. Tomorrow, we're all vaccinated. Anyone, I can grant you a wish and bring back anyone, someone you've seen before, someone you've never seen. Who? 80s. 80s person. Maybe. Okay, let me narrow it. Which 80s, dead or alive, would you like to see in concert? So there's so many, uh, but the first two that just pop into mind, which unfortunately the first one will not happen, is Donna Summer because she's no oh, longer with us. Amazing, yeah. And ABBA, which Could, as, may slap happen because they've got new music apparently coming out soon. So, <laughs> what are your expectations? No, on that? well, I mean, I'm not having expectations, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know if you know this. Another fun fact is that the reason that mu music video started was because of ABBA, because Agnetha Falzog. Yes the blonde one, she was homesick. She didn't want to travel, go on tours. She wanted to be with the kids. They needed a way to get the music out there. So they were the pioneers and actually the people who created music videos. Abba doing so many things. We don't even realize. Yes. Don't even realize what they're up to. You know, i got to say, I would love to see Abba actually. Wham. That's it. If I could see any person, any act, George Michael, I know a lot of people who saw George Michael, but I'd love to see Wham in their pomp in concert. In their little white short, uh, short shorts. 100% Barrett. <laughs> now, we have a little segment on the show called Wham Corner. Every week we play some Wham. Wham Corner is a lovely place. Very warm, very moist. I'm usually in this topless. Okay. So be careful. Okay. That's why there's no cameras in the studio. I want you to tell me what's your favorite Wham song and why is it Careless Whisper? Okay, you've just... <laughs> You've, <laughs> you've just put that into my mouth um, or into my mind. No, I, I like all their songs. I enjoy all their songs. Um... Yeah, they. George Michael had a beautiful voice. He wrote brilliantly. They wrote brilliantly together. And I enjoy all the music and all their songs. And you can suntan. This has been that 80s show. Barrett, my God, what a, what a great show. Thank you for joining me at short notice. But it's been phenomenal. I had a thought. I got, you know what? I got to, I need a co host this week. Who is an '80s nut that I can get quickly and Barrett? And you know what? It wasn't just because of convenience. You're outstanding. I'd love to have you back on the show. I know I'd Barry love to be here as well. You've bought so much, but you are coming back on the show soon. Yes, in your role as Chart Savant. I'm not Chart sure if it'll be next week or the week after. Yes. but explain Chart Savant and explain the clue. Sure. So uh, when we do Chart Savant, which is every four weeks or so, I've chosen the to a top five from either the UK or the USA charts. And I come and play the songs from their top five. And you guys have to guess what year, which country, UK or USA, and if you can, which month. So that's the idea. And when I choose that week's or that ch uh, charts of unfeature, I don't think, oh, I want to play this song or that song. I just randomly pick a date. Because you're a savant. Exactly. There we go. Like <laughs> a savant. That's what a savant Absolutely. does. Absolutely. So the clue for the next one coming up is a melancholy bird. A 
Melancholy Bird. So somehow that forms part of one of the songs that are going to be playing on that top five coming up. I can only focus on the word melon. I feel melon is the red herring there. I know I'm wrong. Absolutely. It's definitely Melancholy Bird. (laughs) Mm, I have to find one. Thank you, Barrett. Thank you for that clue. Once again, thank you for joining us. Everything we've spoken about today is on our Facebook page, That 80 Show Essay. Give us a like. Tell people you like us. Did something fun this week. Wondered, you know, friends? Yes. Wondered what all those actors were doing in the 80s. So over the course of this week, I've been, you know, finding what they did, posting photos of them in the 80s. Been a lot of fun. It's been quite popular, uh, unlike the show. But I think Barrett inviting you on has been great. So we're going to get like extra 100 million thousand listeners. Of maybe, course, yes. Maybe we even get Kylie. I, definitely. Who knows? Maybe Kylie will reach out. Thank you, Barrett. Listen, we're going to close off with Jodie Watley. Yes. Any reason for choosing the song? No, well, all the songs I've chosen today are, I loved them when they came out. They were all on the charts. They were all fantastic. I love the albums from all those artists. And for me, they don't get uh, enough airtime. They're brilliant songs. They're brilliant to dance, to listen, to sing to. So that's why I chose these songs today. Well, this is the best show about the 80s on Cliff Central. And we'll give the songs airtime. Thank you for joining me, Barrett. Thank you. It's been awesome. Bye. Thank you. Bye.